Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today I have Tristan Pellegrino from the Motion Agency, and we're going to be talking about how to podcast. We're going to be talking about the benefits for your company, how to think through your show, what are those processes involved needed to run the show, and how do you actually distribute it so people actually see it. So let's get into it. All right, Tristan. Hey, man. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think uh, how we came across each other is a testament to podcasting because I was watching I, I in in the feed on, on LinkedIn. I saw uh, Nick Bennett. Uh, I saw one of his podcasts and I, th- I thought it was kind of cool how that uh, how that came together in, in terms of like the uh, the video is very artistic. And I reached out to him. I said, hey, how are you putting all this together? And, uh, and that's how I ended up knowing who you were. He was like, Hey, reach out to Tristan. And, uh, so I, that's how I contacted you guys. And so I, I think it's cool that, uh, it, it just shows how podcasting works. And, uh, so I, I was hoping to, to dive into some of the podcasting stuff today. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone sees Nick on, on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> he's, uh, he's everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad he made that connection. Uh, Nick's a good guy and we, we love working for him. We're actually kicking off a, a podcast just for him um, about all about personal branding. So it's exciting to to get that one rolling. But yeah, we've had a lot of fun kicking off and launching the the Rev Genius podcast. And uh, and I think you're right. It, that's what podcasting is all about. It it shows up in the feed. It stands out. Uh, it's all about conversations, and and that's how people get connected. So uh, I'm glad that worked out in this case. Yeah, I was going to ask you on that note is so like the dream with content marketing, I think with a lot of people is that somebody sees your content and then they just immediately reach out to work with you and they're like, hey, I want to work with you. I saw your stuff. Um, But it often doesn't work out that way. And I was I was curious if you could kind of talk a little bit about your experience with the shows that your own show and like with the shows that you produce. It's like, how have you seen what, what have the benefits been and how have you seen that kind of play out? Yeah, and, and Stephen, folks ask us a lot of times about the the ROI of a podcast or the benefits of podcasting. And, and as a, a smaller agency on our side, podcasting really is it's the the focal point of all of our content. That's that's really the basis of everything that we do. So if if it wasn't working for us, uh, we we wouldn't do it. And uh, so we continue to do it, and, and it's it's just a big part of of all the content that we create. Uh, for our clients, it's very similar to where there there are some things that you can track with podcasting, you know, website views, downloads, uh, LinkedIn post views, et cetera. But there's a lot that you, that you can't track. So, for instance, the conversation that that you and Nick had that that wasn't out on in in the LinkedIn comments, nobody could see it. Uh, there's a conversation going on there, and that's not something. You know, I can't put that number in a spreadsheet anywhere, but but here we are. You know, we're we're chatting and and building on those conversations and information that was shared. So, I think that's really the the true benefit. It's just trying to understand some some of the things that you can track, and getting a baseline, and then recognizing that there's going to be a lot of of anecdotal evidence that that your podcast is working and and your content is actually driving the the right people to uh, to your company's website or or other conversations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. when I first started doing my podcast, it was definitely to just have a lot of content. 
because I, you know, I, when I started posting on LinkedIn, I realized, man, this is hard. There's a lot, especially coming yeah. up with individual posts every day. And uh, so I was just like, hey, this is going to be an interesting way of, of creating a lot of uh, content. But then I did start to notice a lot of other things like uh, like people uh, saying that they saw the show and not necessarily customers, but and but, and then they would say, hey, I, I shared this with somebody else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think sometimes when I when I do talk to people about content marketing, that's always like the first thing is like, what's the ROI? And I, ha- I kind of have to spend a little bit of time discussing with them, like, like showing how all these like, you know, how, how these things can play out and in lots of different ways uh, for them to kind of understand. One thing that was actually kind of cool was uh, with one with one potential client that I was going to work with. It was also just an opportunity to, to hand deliver some content to them. You know, I said, hey, I actually we were like we can't we don't have enough time to talk about this on this call, but I've got this other pod. I've got, I just recorded this podcast. And, um, you know, go ahead and take a look at it. And we go in depth on this particular topic. So that was kind of cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you had a post on LinkedIn. I think it was today, right? Where you're talking about how how hard it is to create content, but how a podcast has really laid the foundation for you, right? You get so much out of it. And I think that's the big piece is that people still view podcasts as a channel. It's like something to add on, but it can really be the foundation for, for just about everything that you do. And all this content spins off of it. And that's really a mindset shift, I think. Yeah. And then the one thing that, I, that, that I uh, do now as well. And that I, when I tell people that I, it kind of turns the light bulb on is it's like, you can also reach out to people and start conversations with people really easily and people that might not otherwise respond to you. Because you're just like, hey, let's come on to my show and let's talk about your journey. And now all of a sudden you're creating a relationship with somebody, a one-on-one relationship. You're learning about their industry and you wouldn't have been able to necessarily start that off if you hadn't uh, had something like that to leverage. That's right. Yeah. So, so cool. So when you start working with a new client, I'd be interested to hear a little bit about how do you start designing the show? Like, how do you help them think it through? Because there's so many different ways you could do this and everyone has their own personality, the way they feel comfortable. So how do you help a client kind of think through how they're going to do their show? Yeah, so launching and, and growing a show is is not easy. And, and a lot of times the, the biggest obstacle that we find for folks is just getting started. So it is that launch phase. It's trying to uh, do exactly what, what you're mentioning is how do, how do you develop a structure for it you know what's the objective what's the theme like who are we trying to connect with and and where do they want to go and and that's really what we do when we develop uh, what we call a strategic action plan so that's really part of our our launch phase when we work with uh, small scrappy b2b marketing teams and and that's traditionally who we work with these are folks that are stretched really thin that you know they they have limited resources and they need to get a lot out of everything that they do. And that's really where a podcast fits in. So when we're going through that launch phase, one of the, the major things that, that we accomplish is developing what we call a theme statement. And that's really your, your, your core foundation for everything that you do. And, and we really envision it as who are you trying to help? And then where do they want to go? And if you can be very specific about that, 
the, the more specific, the better. So actually describe who it is the podcast is for. You know, is it a marketer or is it a B2B tech marketer that's on a team of three to four people? You know, really get specific with, with that audience because when people hear that, you're going to attract the right people. If it's just marketing, I don't know. It could be all over the place. Uh, if it's just, you know, a uh, finance podcast, personal finance podcast, not really sure. But if it's something very specific uh, for people that just got out of undergrad and they're trying to, you know, pave the way early on in their career, you describe that that audience very clearly. And then the second piece of it is figuring out where this audience wants to go. What are they trying to achieve? And then making sure that every single episode that you produce helps them along that journey. And that's really a lot of the exercises that we do in the early part of an engagement with, with motion. It, it's all around that, developing that strategic action plan. And then once we have really that foundation piece and, and we know what the show's about, we know what it's trying to accomplish. Then we develop a lot of the visual framework for it. And that's where you, you establish the look and feel. So typically it's an extension of a, of a company's brand. The show has its own name typically. And you're, you're working with some brand elements and you're, you're trying to bring life to the, the conversations that you have. And, and that's where we just have a lot of fun with it. And we do a lot of video content that comes out of audio only material. And then we also do video podcasting much in the way we're, we're, we're creating here. We use that as the centerpiece of, of a lot of content as well. So all of that is really rolled up into that, that launch phase with folks. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I, one thing that's interesting with, with content in general is like knowing who the audience is and knowing where they want to go. That's the corner piece of being able to like create value. And what I've noticed with just helping people create content in general is the more confident they feel like they're creating value, then the more confident they are to even, even to do it. So I, when even when I help people just get on video and do like a video, uh, the main thing the main thing that makes them feel comfortable is that like they feel like their message is going to have some power to it, and then once they feel that, yeah. then all of a sudden, like all of these I, I don't know like there's a lot of imposter syndrome that goes around with with creating videos, creating content, doing podcasting and stuff like that. So. Uh, I, I, I can imagine that is kind of the exciting phase because you can kind of finally see people saying, oh, I, I can kind of see how this will work. And I can see, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, and so after you design the show, you know, I'm curious because I, I know a lot of your, your posts have been about like the process afterwards. And I know you, you offer a done for you uh, service. So, so I'm assuming that after the show is recorded, for the most part, you know, you take all those those files and you you put them in a drive somewhere and then it, it kicks off a process. So I'm kind of interested to know a little bit about that back end process that you've shared a bit about on LinkedIn. It's like, what does that look like? You, the show's over, you drop the files in in a folder and then where do you take it from there? Yeah, great question. And, and that's also one of the barriers too for, for people when, when they see a podcast and, and all the different files and just the organization that's involved. So we, we take that all off of their, their plates. And so when we have a strategic action plan in place and a client's ready to record, then really all they have to do is we coach them through the, the recording session. We develop a structure for their show and all of that is in place. But once they're ready to record and they record a conversation, 
they just fill out a form. There's no files to upload or anything. It's basically like, here's the host. Here was the guest. Here are some recording notes, some things that I wrote down or some interesting uh, turning points in the conversation that, that you all can use to develop content. And then they hit submit. That That's really it. From there, we actually, because we, we get acquire all the platforms for them. So the recording platform, hosting platform, all that. Uh, we take care of. So we actually go out, we pull down the files, and then that becomes part of our content management on our side. So we have backup systems in place, put everything on Google Drive to share with clients, and then we back all of our content up on Backblaze. So we have basically two different places for all the content. And then, you know, really it's the the post-production workflow that goes on from there. And it involves editing the podcast, uh, going through developing show notes, picking out highlights, creating written featured articles from that. But it all stems from really a client pressing a button and saying, hey, I recorded. Uh, here's what happened. Boom, submit. And then five to seven business later, five to seven business days later, they get really a suite of assets that uh, stem out of that one episode. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so you, so you write articles as well. That's pretty cool. And so do you sit in on as a uh, as a producer on the show like are you kind of just muted in the background watching or are you not even there yeah so we we typically do early on just to make sure clients are comfortable with the interface and they're comfortable hitting record and once they get used to that then typically they're off and running they're they're scheduling their own sessions they're recording and then it's just a matter of them pressing that button and saying hey this is this is what occurred and let's go from there and and what, what we do with, with all of our packages, we have weekly meetings built in. And that, that's really where uh, we have a lot of fun because we're continuing to work with customers to evolve and refine their show, whether it's changing the visuals or changing slightly the structure, uh, developing a line of questions for a certain guest or you know, changing things up, building variety, that, that's all about growing as a podcaster. And, and that's the fun part that we have too, where it's not like, hey, we launched, you're off and recording and we'll, we'll talk to you in three months. Just let us know when you have an episode. It, it's much more the other way where, hey, let's meet every week. Let's figure out how things went. What's your feedback on the episode? What did you like? What did you not like? Well, where do you want to improve? Uh, what feedback are you getting from folks that are listening? What do they want to hear? So all of that is really rolled into it as well. And, and Stephen, you probably know that that's part of podcasting where you can show up and, and ask the same questions if you want all the time, or you can continue to evolve and, and change and adapt. And, and that's really the, where the, the true growth comes from. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like, at least for me personally, I've always just like the, the main thing I've always had to keep aware of is just like to try to be in the moment, try to listen. You do have several things going on that can distract you. I like, for instance, I'm ha I happen to be using a new piece of software today. It's doing a few things that I'm not used to, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I still, but it's recording. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. But I still got, yeah, that's the one thing. Make sure you record it. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to stay present to listen to what people are saying. Cause it's super easy to be distracted. And that's where you can lose that uh, kind of the magic of, of what you're talking about. So, right. so for the people that are producing their own show, like what, what are some of those like step-by-step -step things you are doing in that post-production? I, like I know you, like the one thing that you mentioned to me that, or you mentioned on LinkedIn was like, the first thing you do is you create like an ID. 
for the for the yeah. podcast. So like, what are some of the? I, we don't have to go into every <laughs> little thing, but like, what are some of those things that you do? Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a very boring detail <laughs> of podcasting, but uh, it is something that we recommend, and and that is creating like this unique number. Because if you think about podcasts, so you might have episode number one, two, three, but Stephen, what if, what if someone else swoops in and, and you want to release that as episode one, two, three? So now you got everything named the same and you got the same episode numbers and you might have to change graphics, et cetera. So the thing that we recommend is you have a unique ID that's internal and that is used to track in your project management system. It's also used to search on Google Drive. So if I want to pull an episode that was episode ID 457, I just search on Google Drive or on my local drive. I quickly pull up all the assets and, and I can locate it very quickly. And these things come into play when you start to produce content at scale and you start to think about all the episodes you have in place and how can I repurpose this, right? So you need some system intact. So organization is just really a, a big piece of podcasting once you start to really get into that consistent cadence and you have a lot of content rolling out and you want to get the most out of it so that, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. So once you have that system, you know, the, the other thing, if, if people are producing their own show that I suggest is, uh, you know, if you don't have a team, go through the episode, pick out the highlights, listen to it again. And cause just like you mentioned, when you record yourself, there's a lot going on. You're doing the best job that you can. But when you listen back to it, you know, some things might jump out at you and that might spark some content outside of the episode. It also might spark some uh, featured article that you create out of, the, out of the episode itself. So there's a lot that that stems from that exercise of just going back through and listening to it and developing some of your own notes out of it. So that. That is a big piece that, that not everyone does uh, that is good. And then obviously just the editing and and getting everything out there and, and just trying to use a single episode in as many different ways as you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might it, it, sometimes it, like I know that the process stuff can be a little bit boring, but on the flip side, I, I kind of enjoy it because uh, it, it is the thing that keeps it, uh, it. It is the thing that allows you to to do the most you can with your podcast, because especially when you start producing a lot of things, because you're right, like there's so many different assets that end up getting created and you're sending things back and forth between different people. Maybe you have an editor, maybe somebody's writing copy, who, who, all these different things, they kind of all have to come back uh, and stay organized. Otherwise, I think that is one of the things that just discourages people from even doing it or yeah. Or they just don't end up using that. They only record it. They only publish it in one spot and then nobody ends up getting exposed to it because they're not really like, you know, distributing it in, in a way that uh, people can can access it. So I, I think I, I guess that's the thing that I, I, you know, like everyone tells you to like create content, create content. But for me, that that organizational piece has been the thing that I learned after the fact but realized how important it was to actually fulfill on these things that I wanted to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And sometimes as a podcaster, you don't really learn a lot of that un until you go through the process. And I think we, we kind of cut our teeth on, on video content, which is a very hard medium to, to produce it in, in large scale. And, and that's what motion started out as. And that's really my background is a, is a video agency owner. I, I sold my last company 
started motion four years ago. It was all video content for business. Mm. And, and we've evolved into podcasting because kind of backed into it because we were developing a lot of video series and, and episodic content, but you know, it's just like podcasting was, was a great platform. So clients asked us to do it. We started one and then we just built a whole model out of that. And that's why we still use a lot of video content that comes from the podcast episode itself, just because that's, that's the nature of what we've always done. So that's what's a little bit different about us compared to some other folks that, you know, don't necessarily have that video background. Yeah. That was the one thing that stood out to me. I actually saved several of the the clips was just like the way you guys would just introduce the guest. It's like you, you brought in that animation and you kind of make that, that stuff was cool. Like that's on my list to do, to accomplish. Like I'll I'll figure out how to, how you guys did that. Um, Because like those little things are the things that make, makes it stand out from the the feed, right? It's like the, the thing that makes you stop and say, Oh, this is, this is different than just two people on the right and left talking. Cause you see that on LinkedIn all over the place. So it's like, yeah, how do you, I think that's another interesting thing that people don't often talk about with content is like, there's the content itself that has to be high quality, but you still have to get people's attention. And, uh, it seems like you guys kind of have that piece mastered. So that's cool. Yeah, we, we try that. That's really a lot of fun too. And, and I think people forget about that even in the B2B context, uh, we're all human. We all have good conversations. Also, some of this can be fun to communicate and not everyone's, uh, you know, all buttoned up all the time. So let, let's, uh, you know, bring in some of those lively brand elements, you know, let's, let's make it bring some energy to it. And, um, and yeah, you know, hopefully it jumps out in the feed. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then in terms of, you know, this is just kind of stepping back here again, like, again, I think one thing that's interesting about content marketing is that most of the time people are just encouraging people to get into it. Right. It's like, you hear Gary Vee, it's like, make content, content, content. And then you learn, oh, this is hard to organize. It's hard to keep all this stuff, uh, like, you know, just so our team can handle it all. And then the next piece is like, now you got to actually distribute it and make sure people see it. So, right. and I think that's a, another spot where people just kind of don't think a little, don't think a lot about. And it's maybe one of the harder pieces. So how do you then start to think about where it's going to get distributed and like, how, and, you know, how do you optimize that? How do you get feedback and then improve things? What's the process you go through there? Yeah, when it comes to distribution, we have really this three-phase process that, that we typically lay out. The first is from distribution, it's, it's all about breaking it down and, and repurposing. So you need to take your, your long-form content and you need to select the highlights and get the main points out of it. Right. So and if you have a good theme statement and you know who the podcast is for and you and you know where they want to go and how you, you want to help them, that helps you pick out the right clips, right? The right short pieces, because it's like what would resonate the most with with this audience? What would help them the most? Let's break all those pieces down and, and you get your audio, video content, written content. All of that is in place. You have your assets, right? From there, it's it's your first really level of distribution. And that's where you post from your corporate profile page, right? So you got your LinkedIn company page, you got Twitter, you got whatever social platforms 
uh, your, your company's on, if it's Facebook, etc. You have that level of distribution. You have your company website. Definitely have a page for your podcast episode. Put your show notes there. Transcript is a bonus. You also have featured articles. So you can actually create a blog post from the topic of discussion and, and pull in other resources online. So, so that's like your first level of distribution. And then you have this third level that we call enrichment. So like you have all these pieces broken down. You got them into all the, the typical channels, right? All the different places that you typically use for your company. Now you're going to enrich it, which means let's uh, have a traditional blog post. Maybe you use some of those sound bites that were repurposed in another blog post. Mm. Okay. Maybe you go back and enrich content of a post that gets a lot of organic traffic, but you want to make it a little bit more dynamic. That's cool. And maybe you want to route people to your podcast. So that's one level. Now you have something to include in your newsletter. If you do have an active email list uh, or a customer list, you, you now have content that actually will help them. So that's enriching that level of communication. You also have your employees. They all have their own network, right? right? So if you have, I mean, your, your company profile page is great. On LinkedIn, sure, you can distribute information there, but really where you get the benefit and a lot of the distribution is from the employees who are taking, let's say, a, a short video clip and they're adding their own perspective. So mm -hmm. you have a snapshot of a conversation that was in a video. Now I'm adding, you know, a thousand characters to that with my own perspectives. And then you got all these comments that appear underneath. So that's enriching that content, all stemming from a podcast episode. You also have your guest. So Stephen, right. we're on this podcast, right? But I'm going to share on my side. I'm going to write up something about what we talked about. I'm going to share it. And you'll have no idea how many views that, that I get from that and how many people see your podcast and what you're doing. Um, so there's, there's that. And then they're also just running. If you want to run paid traffic to your podcast, if, if you think about paid traffic in general, if you can take your ideal audience and route them to a valuable resource that helps them, that's, that's money well spent. That's top of the funnel, right? That's building some awareness for your company. So you can use these short video clips and sound bites into some ads that you purchase as well on all the different channels. So that's really the three levels there. You break it down and repurpose. You have your, your typical distribution layer um, that most folks are aware of that, that they're doing if they have a podcast in place. And then you have this enrichment layer where, you know, you're going a level deeper and you're, you're thinking about how else you can use your podcast. And if you go through those three phases, you'll, you'll get a lot from that single episode. Yeah, that's interesting. I like how you call it enrichment, too. And I think, you know, most people don't even think about their guests, but some people are kind of aware about that. But I think that employee part of it is huge because that seems like one of the untapped areas in content in general that companies haven't quite. I, I don't know if it's fear or they or they encourage them to post, but they don't really teach them how they don't explain how you might even think about doing it. They don't give them the time. But if you think about it, if you have yeah. even just a few people on your company that are posting alongside the CEO or the, you know, whoever else is posting, I mean, that that could be 
a lot of uh, just interaction that could be, you know, I mean, you just, you just know how the organic reach on, on LinkedIn works where people are seeing likes and comments of, of what you're doing. It, it's just like, that seems like one of the most untapped areas. I, I, although I, I will, I have noticed, at least just when I talk to companies, that is one of the hardest things to get going, I think, because like yeah. companies don't train, they don't really necessarily explain the value and um, the, so even like it's also hard to get your employees to do it if you're not doing it. And uh, but if you could get that kind of engine running, I mean, that that seems like almost one of the best ways. It is. And I think you mentioned it, that it's it's untapped. And I really think it is. And I was just listening to a podcast not too long ago that, that was talking about employee advocacy programs where. There, there is this whole model where, where companies are just not embracing the fact that their employees can have a voice. And and the important thing is people say authenticity a lot. If you embrace the, the voice of your employees and you give them the opportunity to add a layer of their own perspectives and thoughts on top of something that was mentioned in an episode I mean, that's empowering, right? And, and they're building their own personal brand and growing their career. So it's, if you look at it through that lens, it's beneficial for the company. It's a win-win in, in that scenario. And um, I think a lot of companies don't really view it in that way yet. But for the companies that can figure that out, there, there's really a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, you have to have the, the right mindset, right? Because you, you can't be afraid that, you're, that your employee is going to get a better offer or that they're going to build their own brand and it makes it them more valuable. Uh, you, you can't be afraid of what they might say or the perspective they, they have. Otherwise right. you won't be willing to empower them to do these things. But it's, it's funny cause like in, in today's age, that's so, it, it just, it just harms you. So like it harms the company in itself. And when you think about marketing, when you think about all these different ways to distribute content, it's always those untapped markets those untapped opportunities that give you the advantage. And right now it's, you know, obviously, obviously some companies have a hard time distributing even just a little bit, but even, it, but for the companies that are doing well, it's like your guests and then your employees are kind of the, those new untapped areas that if you, if you can take advantage of, you can really benefit from. That's right. Well, cool, man. This is awesome. Um, so maybe just, I mean, we kind of talked about it, but maybe just, tell people exactly how you work with them and then where they can get a hold of you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the best place to check Motion out is at motionagency.io. And uh, Stephen, the one thing that we're working on now that, that goes live very soon is a podcasting course. So it's, it's all for uh, small, scrappy marketing teams. And it's all about how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company. So Versus some other courses that are out there from my, you know, from maybe solo operators or, or creators, this course is designed specifically for organizations. So how you can create one for your company, how, how you can run it through all the systems that we talked about on, on this, on this show, and then how you can grow it and, and really get all the distribution in place and, and really get the, the benefit of podcasting for your company in place. So that's coming out very soon. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we'll have that in place to help. And, and that's really, you know, our approach. Just come to the site. We can help you out with the course. Uh, there's also some resources on there about how you can build a podcast plan. 
And then, you know, if it's something that you're looking for uh, a more done for you aspect, we, we have plans that uh, go from audio only podcasting to to also introducing audio and video content as well. That's genius, man. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today and kind of breaking things down. I've learned a lot. I've already learned a lot from you guys. And uh, and I will also uh, sum up kind of where people can get a hold of you as well and put those on my website and they'll be I'll be I'll be pushing that stuff as much as I can as well. So uh, thanks for being on, man. Very cool. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll see you.